Good morning and welcome to Get Up With God. It's great to see you this morning. I'm your host, Dylan Maverick. You're watching the fastest growing podcast channel on YouTube. And I'm great to see, I'm happy to see you this morning. It is great to see you this morning. Open up your Bible with me, grab a notebook. Today, we're going to be discussing how to handle setbacks. What do you do when you get setbacks in your life and how do you handle them? Get a notepad out, grab a Bible. We're going to study together this morning. This study is going to be something that you can revert back to if you'll take some notes. And if you don't you know, have the capacity to take notes or you just, you're one of those people that has to listen and then maybe you can't take notes very well. I send an email out daily after our podcast that gives you an update on all six of the points that we go through. So I encourage you to sign up for that. If you haven't yet, you can go right to my website, dylanmaverick.com. It's in the description below. You can just click, click the description below the video, click on the website name, and then subscribe right on the main page. You don't have to do a lot of clicking on the website. Right on the home page, you can subscribe. But that'll give you all the notes that I have right here on my uh, broadcast that we do, the six points that we go through. And you'll want to revert back to this because I can promise you this. Point number five today, we'll talk about this. You will have setbacks in life. Uh, One of the greatest things that you can do in your life to improve your life or to stay on course for the plan that God has for you is to learn, this is point number one, how to recover from setbacks. So point number one is recovery time. One of the greatest things that you can do is monitor or inventory how long it takes you to recover from when you have a setback in your life. Now, there's no real science to this. I'm sure there's a way that you could do it that's methodolo- uh, you know, have, has a methodology to it, and, and you can utilize it in, a, in that sort of fashion. But you should begin to, if you don't already, inventory and begin to take recognition of how long it takes you to recover from a setback in your life. You know, as you grow in life, you should, it should take you less time to recover from things that set you back. If something comes up in your life, like a fight uh, with your spouse or your, uh, or your children, maybe at work when you have a issue with your coworkers or a boss or in any type of relationship or something happens financially or even health-wise, something happens in your health, you should be able to look at a situation from 10 years ago and say that you can recover faster from a setback that happened to you 10 years ago as opposed to something that's happening currently in your life. Not saying that you're perfect right now, but you should be able to recover faster. And I hope that makes sense to you. It, it does take a little bit of time for things to uh, switch around when things happen in your life. And, and a lot of times it's just a recognition of things that, oh my gosh, this is actually happening in my life right now. But the reality of it is in a true test or indication that you're maturing spiritually is that it does not take you as long in your life to recover from things that set you back. That's an important factor. I'll tell you when my wife and I first got married, every, it seemed like every week there was a fight. We were fighting about something and arguing about something and we're still not perfect. There's things that we disagree on, but I can tell you the amount of time that it takes to recover from a disagreement that we have now is far different now, 11 years later than when we got married, when we were, you know, in our early twenties, it, it takes, you know, there's an element of maturity there. There's an element of spiritual growth that we've both developed in. There's an element of just love that we've, we've grown in for each other and that in the, 
you know, the emphatic, you know, puppy type love phase has faded. And now we're in a true passion uh, for love for each other. This develops yourself in time as you look at these things. And, And her and I, we do that. We would look at things not so much recently, uh, but when you know we we're eight, five, six, seven, eight years into marriage. But in the past couple of years, we, we we don't fight as much. It's more of like we disagree and we recognize that we disagree, and then we handle that disagreement in a way that we can get to a resolution. But we would say, like, if we got in a disagreement or in a fight about something, we'd say, "Wow, look how long, how less time it took us, how much less time it took us to recover from this thing than it did five years ago." So it's not just a fight with a spouse, but I'm talking about any setback in your life. Maybe there's an injury or a medical condition that comes, a serious medical condition. Well, the time, not, not just to get healed. I'm not saying the time it takes to be healed and walk in the healing, the divine healing that God has promised you, but the mental, physical, uh, emotional setback that comes with these things, you should develop in. You should not stay in the phase of I'm set back and it's taking me a year to recover. You should, those times should begin to squeeze because the difference is, and we're getting into point two here, the difference between you excelling and how far you get places in life is going to come down to how fast you can deal with failure and setbacks that come up in your life. If you let things prolong for a long time, you're going to set back a lot of your promotion and a lot of the acceleration that you have that God has for you in life because you're getting hung up on us on a little thing but God doesn't want you to get stuck on these things point number two when you're younger setbacks take longer to recover from this is a fact younger spiritually and younger uh physically it takes longer to recover from some of these setbacks turn with me into the book of Isaiah the 40th chapter Isaiah chapter 40 verse 30 says this, even the youths shall faint and be weary, but the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength and they shall mount up with wings like eagles and they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Now I want to indicate something to you that happened in verse 30. He said, even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. Well, there is an element to the fact that at earlier times in your life, the younger that you are, the longer it's going to take for things to get better and things to recover. Um, Sticking with God, though, and your development and your relationship with God will develop you to a point where these things take less time to deal with. You'll start to to sniff it out when you start to see these things come up in your life to a point where you go, I'm not going to postpone the success that God has for me, the blessing that God has for me, the development that God has for me, the promises that God has for me, and postpone these things because of something in my past now, because that's all that a setback is. It's something that has already happened. It doesn't have to do with your future. So you can choose to leave that thing behind and you can choose to move forward with God and pro- and progress with the things of God. Turn with me into the book of John. Number three, I want to go, point number three, I want to go with you to a story about a man that was recovering at a pool called Bethesda. John chapter five, turn with me there and then turn to verse one of John chapter five. 
But the amount of time that it takes you to recover from a setback will progressively move you closer to where God wants you to be and what God has for you than it would if you were to sit and, and, and dwindle and f- meditate on where you currently are. That's what a setback does is it makes you uh, rapidly focused on where you presently are. And I understand that it's, it's what's around you. It's what's around you on a daily basis. So I, I comprehend with you and I understand with you and sympathize with you that it's a very real thing, but I'm telling you now, focus on this point. Number one and point number two, the amount of time that you can, you can shorten in the life that you live within a setback will get you closer to what the promises of God are for your life faster so that you don't have to stay uh, tied up in some of the things that the world gets tied up in the affairs of this life, the setbacks of this life. Let me tell you something. I want to, I'm going to tell you, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but setbacks are going to come. Things are going to uh, mess up. And that's a real indication of you being in faith in God is not expecting things to go perfect. It's expecting God to help you through things that don't go perfect. It's going to happen, friend. It's going to happen, family. It's going to happen, loved one. It's going to happen that things don't go the way that you envisioned it going. And there has to be a hurdle that you jump over. And it doesn't mean it's the end. Just because it doesn't work out the way that you envisioned it or the hope that you have for it. It just means that there's a hurdle and you can utilize your faith in God now. That's how God's pleased with you is when you begin to utilize the faith that you have in him to overcome things that you're dealing with in your life. It's not that things are going to be perfect. John, John chapter five, verse one, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called Hebrew in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches in these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Now it's interesting, prior to this, Jesus had been ministering in the land and people had heard of Jesus prior to this point. And there's no scripture to reference this. I can't, I'd have to, we'd have to speculate, which we don't do when it comes to the Bible, but we'd have to speculate to assume two things that this man never heard of Jesus or that this man did hear of Jesus. We don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us about the story that we're reading, that the man that we're reading about actually had heard of Jesus or that he didn't hear of Jesus. All we know is that the particular man we're reading about had an ailment and needed recovery for an angel went down at the certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there, he knew that he had already been in that condition a long time. Jesus had the discerning of spirits and was able to recognize and see that this man had been dealing with this ailment for such a long time. That was one of the gifts of the spirit in operations. If you uh, want to learn more about the gifts of the spirit, there's nine gifts of the spirit. You can actually go into my podcast um, probably from about a year ago, and you can scroll through even on my YouTube channel. And I've got a series that I go and explain in depth each of the nine gifts of the spirit. And this is one of them in operation where Jesus saw in the discerning of spirits, not discernment. 
He had the discerning of spirits and he could see into that realm to see that this man had been dealing with this for such a long time. Well, this had set this guy back. This guy's sickness set this guy back. I'm not saying sickness is fake and that it doesn't have real effects, but this man's life, the reality of it is, his life was set back 38 years as he waited for his ailment to be made better. And I want to show you verse seven, the sick man. Oh, and Jesus, let me finish up verse six. Jesus saw him laying there and knew he had already been in this condition a long time and said to him, do you want to be made well? Testing his faith. It's exactly what Jesus was doing was testing where his faith was at. Verse seven, the sick man answered and said, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, Another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that's a glorious story. And the man's made well, and now he can live. But let's take a gander. This man is at minimum, minimum. This man is at least 38 years old. So for 38 years of his life, he was set back. Could he not find another person to bring him to the pool? Could he not call for anybody and ask for assistance from any person for 38 years? Nothing could have been done. My point is here, this man was set back. There was a reality that the things to change took longer than they should have taken for this individual person. It took Jesus encountering him with a miracle for his life to get on a different path. Now I want to show you a different example. Turn over into Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. Now this is just... I'm not comparing the two people. There's definitely not a comparison. Point number three was the man at the pool of Bethesda. Point number four, I want to talk to you about the centurion. Turn into Matthew chapter eight. Again, I'm not comparing the two and saying one was better than the other. I want to show you the difference of when you take action and you make sure that a setback doesn't hold you back. A setback is a setback. It's going to set things back for a moment. But depending on how long you stay, in that world of setback is going to determine how long it takes you to get to the next phase of your life. If you stay within that setback, it's going to happen. So realizing that these things are going to happen and when they actually come at you in your life, now with dependent on where you are spiritually and physically, youth or adult-wise in your mind, and development-wise, you can encounter and deal with that setback differently. Now listen to this in Matthew 8 and 5. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him. Now just for reference, this particular story is referenced in what we just read in John prior to the reference of the pool of Bethesda. So chronologically, this guy knew about Jesus before the other guy did. So I'm not, again, I'm not diminishing the guy at the pool of Bethesda. I'm just showing you that a life of waiting for things to get better is going to take a longer time than depending on God and seeing what God can do for you supernaturally and moving forward with God. So eight and five. Now, when Jesus had entered into Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him saying, Lord, my servant is laying at the home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered. Now, Jesus didn't ask, will you be healed? Will you have your servant healed? He was coming to Jesus saying, Jesus, I want to be healed. But the man that when Jesus asked him, will you be healed? He said, what did the guy respond with? 
That's the biggest difference. Jesus said to the man at the pool, will you be healed? And the man didn't respond, yes, I want to be healed. He said, no, I, here's my excuse for why I'm not healed. Well, what's the difference? This man's looking for the result of what Jesus can do. The other guy wanted to complain to Jesus about what he didn't have. Setbacks are going to set you back. Setbacks are setbacks. Get that through your mind. You're not such a great person in faith that you can't realize when something is a setback. It takes great faith to get beyond what a current setback is. It takes great faith to move beyond a setback, not to sit within the setback and ignore that you're set back. Ignoring what reality is doesn't move you past it. It gets you stuck in it. But here's here's a big problem that we have. Like this man at the pool of Bethesda, we have a lot of victims in society today. People that are victims to circumstances. Well, this is where my life is. This is the lot that life has given me. This is the situation that I'm in. Oh, get over it. Quit whining about where you're currently at and look forward to where God has for you and what God has for you and the places that God can bring you and stop being stuck in where you presently are. And it's easier said than done, but I'm saying it. Get out of the mindset that you're a victim of your current circumstances. Every single action has an equal and opposite reaction to it. So your life is a consequence of current things that you have put yourself around in your life. And setting your mind on what God has for you will position you in a better place to move forward past the setback that you're currently in. Number four, again, this is the the centurion in Matthew 8 and 5. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, he goes, another one come and he comes. And to my servant, do this and he does it. And Jesus marveled and said, assuredly, I say unto you, I have not found such great great faith, not even in, in Israel. So this man was going after, seeking after what the promises of God were, what was the ability that Jesus had for him to heal his servant. He was seeking after it. He didn't wait. He wasn't looking around for another solution or giving excuses why his centurion or why his servant was sick. He was excited and and ecstatic about the fact that Jesus could do it, and he went to Jesus. He sought after what he could do. All the other man at the pool Bethesda had was an excuse even when Jesus was present in front of him. Will you be healed? And the man said, I don't have anybody to help me. Not, yes, I want to be healed was here's the reason I'm not healed. Here's the excuse of why I'm in the place that I'm in. Don't get stuck in that place. Point number five is setbacks are going to happen. Turn with me into 2 Corinthians chapter four. Setbacks are going to happen. I want you to say that out loud. Dylan, I'm not going to confess that negative thing. Okay, you should probably hop off the channel then because this probably isn't the broadcast for you because I'm dealing with people who are in true faith not people who live in spiritual blindness and spiritual ignorance and spiritual denial. Okay, I want to I want to deal with people and help people who truly want breakthrough in their life. And ignoring reality doesn't help you with breakthrough. Pretending things are not the way they are so that other people see you as a spiritual giant doesn't help or just so you pretend yourself or is a spiritual giant doesn't help you become a spiritual giant. Don't deny facts. Get the reality in you that setbacks are going to happen. Let me prove that to you. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, but we have this treasure, the gift, the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have this treasure where? 
in this locked up vault that nothing can happen to? No. He said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels, potentially uh, things that can go wrong vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God, not of us, because we are not perfect. We are imperfect beings now since the fall of man. The only thing that makes us in, uh, uh, more perfect or gives us righteousness or right standing with God is Jesus. He says that the excellence of the power may be of God, not of us. We are hard pressed on every side. This is a confession of Paul. We are hard pressed on every side. Let me skip that next line. We're perplexed. We're persecuted. We're struck down. Now, if anyone, any people, any person that's in like a Pentecostal non-denominational church would call Paul a negative person because of his negative confession. But see, Paul was not in denial to the reality that things around you are going to happen. Say it out loud. Setbacks are going to happen. Now, the way you utilize your faith is the way you're going to overcome these setbacks. To deny that anything would ever come up. You know, I've heard preachers, preachers that I listened to for a long time, they make th- they say quotes like this. They quoted this from the platform. I haven't been sick in 40 years. I haven't been sick in 40 years. Really? Weren't you the same preacher about 10 years ago that was, was talking about a heart attack that you had and that you were re- you recovered from? Thank God you didn't die from it and you're still preaching the gospel. But how can you preach from a platform that you haven't been sick in 40 years? That's false advertisement, my friend. I should sue you for false advertisement and being a false bearer of light. The Bible doesn't say we're never going to have setbacks. The Bible says that we will overcome by the word of our, by the confession of faith that we have, the word of our mouth. We have the power, the spiritual power, the spiritual maturity that's inside of us overcomes setbacks. And to tell people that you're never going to get sick, to tell people that you never get sick, to tell people that you never have a financial dilemma that you have to go through is false advertisement. And you're giving people a, a hope that isn't real because you don't even experience it. In fact, Jesus didn't even experience it. Jesus never fell into sin, but Jesus had setbacks in his life so much that he was murdered by his own government. And the fact that you're going to tell people that you don't have things that you have to overcome in your life is a reality that people cannot experience and then they will have a false expectation of what God can do for them. I'm here to tell you today, you're going to have setbacks, but I'm here to tell you that you're going to overcome setbacks by the power of faith that's within within you. Listen to this later verse in verse 13. And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I have believed and therefore I, I speak because your faith, the power of the spirit of God inside of you will help overcome anything that you encounter in your life. Going back to Isaiah chapter 40, this is final point, number six, is you will recover faster when you have a renewed spirit. When you renew your strength with God, you will recover faster. Go back to Isaiah chapter 40. You will recover faster when you renew your strength with the power of God. Isaiah 40 and 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength and shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. That is a confession of faith. Not explaining and, and you know, explaining away and making excuses for where you presently are, 
but believing God's ability within you to overcome any obstacle that comes up in your life. This is the power of faith that's been set free for you by Jesus Christ. Now, I hope this helped you today, and I want you to take these notes and set them in a place that you can reference them back in your life and have a place that you can utilize them when you have a setback so you can utilize scriptures that can empower you to get out of the place that you're presently in. Denying that setbacks will come, denying that you have a setback won't get you free from one. But reality is there is a setback. I can overcome this and I can get through it to the other side and reach the promises that God has for me. I love you. Hope you be blessed today and have a great day. I'm so thankful for all of you that watch. Be sure to subscribe on the channel, share this post, like the post, hit the little thumbs up button and hit the subscribe button. If you haven't done it yet, that helps the algorithms on YouTube get the word out to other people so that they can hear the goodness of Jesus Christ and it grows the channel so that more people can find out about what we're doing. I love you. Be blessed. I'll see you on the next broadcast bright and early. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.